Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Carl Richards, podcast strategist and host, TEDx speaker, podcast, he's a founder and CEO of Carl, Carl Speaks and Podcast Solutions Made, uh, made Simple. Welcome to the show, Carl. Ajay, I am so glad to be here. That was a very energetic, enthusiastic introduction. I need to carry you around everywhere I go. Just, just letting you know. <laughs> that, thank you very much. But you have a lot of experience, more than 25 years behind the microphone, on radio, on stage, entertaining and influencing audiences worldwide. And today we will be talking about, about use, of, uh, use of podcasting, use of podcast today, how businesses can utilize podcast in the best way possible is and it's the new era of marketing and podcast will play a huge role so my first question to you uh richard uh, carl is just to understand is that when you say about new era of marketing and i add podcast to it what does it mean has that era arrived yet to come or we are living in it how do we you see that we are living in it. We've actually been living in it for the last 20 years or so. We just haven't fully woken up to its existence. I mean, some of us know it's here, but a lot of us are still thinking in terms of, you know, when I think of my marketing, I'm going to take out an ad on radio or do something on television or just do even just do basic ads through websites and stuff. It, it's really shifted a lot because people are looking for that go-to authority, that expertise. And the 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 younger people who are coming up you know the gen zeds the even the gen y's they're they're not looking they're, you know they're not cracking open newspapers they're not watching television the way you and i did when when we were younger and seeing all those flashy ads they're turning to podcasts they're turning to those other sources be they visual or be they um audio only and they're making their decisions about whether or not to follow you or purchase a product based on that and there's a lot of research that's been done over the last you know 10 years or even since the pandemic about the impact of podcasting and advertising and influence and it's amazing the impact it is having whereas 2019 there were only three quarters of a million podcasts. There's now over 5 million of them and it's just growing. So there's, there's, there has to be something about that. It's not just guys like me saying you should have a podcast. It's the industry itself and people recognizing that we live online. You know, my phone's in the corner right now, so it doesn't distract me, but that's where, that's where we live. That's what we do. So that's the new era of marketing that we're living in, whether we like it or not. So if we still want to do conventional marketing, that's fine, but eventually, I don't want to say it's it, it'll go away completely, but there's this huge shift happening, and it's happening quicker and quicker every day, and it's towards the virtual environment, podcasting, videos, people even doing organic programs for their businesses, uh, all, all, all in the virtual space. Right, right. So, Carl, to understand from you, if we are living in the times of podcast adoption, then why is it that we are not seeing too much from the businesses side? Whatever is happening, we know about that. But to the level that, you know, that that tackles the pod fade that we are dealing with, with which a lot of podcasters are. And one of the reasons is monetization. 
Yeah. How do you see uh, the level of adoption by the industry at the moment or businesses? And how do you see that calibration or integration happening uh, with businesses so that, you know, it becomes a synergy for both sides? And a basic question before that, I'm sure people may have heard about this particular uh, about uh, this answer from different people, but from your perspective, uh, Carl, is that why? Sh what value should businesses or professionals or experts see in podcasting, uh, which they have not been able to see? And maybe there is a correlation between the lesser sort of adoption, the lesser monetization of podcasts, and maybe your answer gives them the uh, answer that they are looking for, the solution that they are they are ignoring till now. Yeah, there are about 16 questions there that I want to try and get to each piece of them. But I think the biggest thing is when it comes to podcasting, it's how we view it. A lot of us think that podcasts are just, oh, it's like radio. And it's just like, it's something we listen to and it's for entertainment. Yes, of course, there, there are podcasts that are hugely based on entertainment. But if we look at it from a business perspective, every savvy business owner, whether it's a large corporation, you know, like McDonald's or whether it's a smaller independent organization, they recognize that, you know what, if I want to make sure my product stays top of mind, I have to invest in not only a good product or a product that people want, but I have to also, also invest in this thing called marketing. What's interesting is when something crazy like a pandemic happens in the world, guess what one of the first things is to get cut? A marketing budget. So you need to first think of a podcast as Number one, a marketing tool, which if you talk to somebody from a tax perspective, and by the way, I'm not a tax expert, so don't take my word for it, but you can write off a portion of your marketing that you're doing. So if you think of it as a marketing piece, okay, this is now a tax deduction. As again, don't trust me, ask your accountant to be sure. The second thing is because people want that credibility. People want to see that you are the go-to expert. Can you imagine if Oprah Winfrey never got on television, never stood on a stage, never, her face needs to be out there. Your face needs to be out there. It needs to be the beacon, the, 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 the thing that people see in order to say, yes, that's the person who I trust. That's why a guy like Tony Robbins, for example, John Assaraf, any of those large gurus, why they're so successful is they've continuously gotten themselves out there marketing, number one, and secondly, speaking. So they're, they're leveraging now podcasting as not only a marketing tool, but a speaking opportunity, which is, it saves quite a bit of money, actually. So you're not traveling all around the world. And again, for those gurus that have the money or the those business owners that have the money and still want to be on live stages, I'm not saying don't do it. Do it. I love the live stage. But this is a great opportunity just waiting there. So why aren't we doing it? I'll tell you why we're not doing it, in my opinion, and I think in a lot of the research that's been done, too. Uh, if you remember back to 2003, I know it's a long time ago, but in 2003, how many businesses, whether they be small, independent, mom and top shape, uh, mom and pop shape type shops? Oh, I'm so passionate about this. How many of those types of businesses, not to mention larger corporations, how many of them had websites, interactive websites where you went and purchased things? I don't even know if in 2003 you could purchase things online. I'd have to do my research on that. But if you could, it was probably a little clunky. But now imagine running a business of any size 
without a website. There's not too many who could survive not having virtual presence. And why is that? Because again, we live online, but think back to 2003. How many people said, I don't need a website. I've got a brick and mortar store. People walk in, they know me, they like me, they trust me, or I don't need a website. I'm a speaker. I travel the globe. Um, I, I, that's how I connect with people. I don't need a website. I'm connected to all these organizations. I get directories sent to me in the mail. Remember the mail? Now it's email. I get directories sent to me in the mail or I'm in the phone book. Remember the phone book? That has been all replaced by this thing called the internet. And we need to be in that space. So Next phase is, in order for us to be seen as the go-to expert is in an already loud and cluttered space, is we need to elevate that into a podcast. And be it like you and I are doing today live, or be it something that's recorded and played later, we need to do that because that's where people are looking. So why is there that hesitancy? Because we're all saying, well, you know what, like we did in 2003, websites. Mm, I don't have time. They sound really expensive. Um, I don't know what I would even put on a website. So content, I don't know what I'm going to do. There's a lot already out there already. I don't know. I don't see myself in that space. And at the end of the day, do I need? Do I really need one? So I'm going to gaze into my crystal ball here, AJ, and suggest that in the next two to five years, there are over 5 million podcasts now. I would say that number will double in the next two to five years. So a good time to get into the podcasting industry is probably about 10 years ago. The second best time is now, while you still have a good head start on what all your all your competitors are doing. And that's looking at this space and saying, this is the space I need to be in because this is where my credibility lies. Uh, if I could tell you a quick story, we just um, acquired a, a fairly lucrative client. And this is an individual who is a real estate investor in Canada, has spent a lot of time, you know, really putting his best face forward. And now... He has a large community. You would think he wouldn't even need a podcast, but you know what? He said, no, 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 no. I need to continue to level up my, credit, uh, my, my, my credibility to put it out there so people still see me in that expert space. So we're hesitant because it's still fairly new technology, even though it's been around for 20 years. But we also don't see a lot of the big players doing it. And once the big players start to do it, then that's where I think people will go, oh, okay, well, then I need a podcast too. Right, right. So by the 2003 example of websites, uh, if I understand, then now is the time of podcast we are living in, but the time of podcast is yet to come and will come very, very soon. The time that is... Will be Yes. Yeah, the, the, the time is now. Podcasts have been around since around 2010, I believe, maybe even slightly before that. Uh, but, you know, really, they were, they were again, the internet was clunky back then too, right? So it was harder to find people. I mean, when there were only 50 podcasts, it would have been great to have one, but nobody knew what it was, right? So now, though, everyone understands it. Everyone understands that there's content out there for everything. There's content out there for preteens. There's content out there for adolescents. There's content out there for uh, young adults who are in college and university. There's content out there for business owners. There's content out there for people who crave comedy, sports, uh, true crime, whatever it is. There's religious uh, and spiritual content out there. So it doesn't matter what space you're playing in. It's all there. Just like now on the internet, on, on websites, all that content is there. Did it all exist 20, 25 years ago? Probably not. Or if it did, it was, again, still very clunky. But now, even 
even religious uh, denominations, local churches, have websites. They're in their local community. Do they need a website? But they have them. That's the point. So, And some have even adopted having their own podcasts or their own channels that they can post content to YouTube so that people who can't make it, for example, to a service can still you know, enjoy the benefits of, you know, being and, and, and embracing their faith through a virtual portal. And that's the, that's the big thing there too, is it's a virtual portal that we can all embrace. We can all put our, whatever our, our passion project is or our business, we can all put it out there. It's whether or not we're willing and wanting to put it out there. And, you know, for those who still haven't started a website and are and are saying, well, I'm doing great in business, that's fine. You might be doing great. Wouldn't you want to be doing excellent? Wouldn't you want to be not figuring out how to get my next client? You know, a podcast or being in that space can help you basically eliminate that need to even think about that because now you're being seen as the expert. And yes, we're living in that time right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in 2003, when there was website, people were, we had their own reasons. And in today's time, when we are waiting for the real time of the podcast or living in the times of uh, podcast marketing, then you talk about certain myths that is, you know, holding back people from having their podcast show. Yeah, let's, bust some, let's bust some myths. At least, you know, let it not be 2003. Let it not be a delayed adoption. Let it be adoption right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I alluded to them very briefly. I, I ran down them very quickly. But there are five key myths or five reasons why people don't jump into the podcast space. Uh, the first one is the time myth. They feel they don't have the time. And really, really with the time myth, you have to ask yourself, okay, well, a lot of people don't have time to do their own marketing either, but they still manage to find you know, a person to do it for them. So it's not the time, it's how much time are you wasting or how many clients are you missing out on by not investing in the time? So that's number one. Number two is money. Uh, money tends to be a reason why a lot of us don't do things. Again, in pandemic times, we weren't doing things because we were all, you know, rubbing two nickels together to try and just get by. You know, so I get that. But now is the time where we should be investing in our businesses and looking at, okay, if I invest in my business, uh, it really, I can't afford to not have a podcast because, you know, what's the value of a client to me? T to me, a, a client could be worth 20 to $55,000, you know, and if I'm not investing that into something that's going to get me an, an ROI, a return on my investment, such as a podcast, if I'm just doing flyer drops or posters in my community, praying that somebody's going to come and find me, uh, that, that might not work. So that's number two is the money with, you know, we really have to look at it as an investment and not a cost. And I think that's that's a big thing too. Content, a lot of us think we don't have content. Uh, what am I going to talk about on my show? And, you know, content is one that's that's we struggle with, but we already have the content. We're already creating programs. We're already creating other things. We're doing Facebook posts, Instagram reels. We're posting things on LinkedIn. That's where your content is. Anytime you work with a client, that's where content can live too. So that kind of dispels that myth. Uh, competition, a lot of us think, well, there's already 5 million out there. How do I fit into this? Again, using the website analogy, how many millions, if not billions of websites are out there? And how many are built every day? So the competition myth, 
uh, is debunked. There is one piece of the competition myth, though, that is a struggle for some people. And I know that's the I'm not good enough. So the, uh, the that that fear factor thing, imposter syndrome, I'm not good enough or the I'm not as famous as Tony Robbins. Who's going to listen to me? But if you do it, that's the whole point. If you do it, people will start to follow you if you build it they will come they might not come as instantly as they would if oprah winfrey started her show but they will come if you build it and you invite them to the table and the four and the sorry the fifth myth is the uh, is the tech myth it's very technical it's the same reason why i don't fix my own car aj because if i did i would flip the hood which isn't even a hood anymore it's a frunk because i have a i because i have an electric car so i, I wouldn't even know how to fix my car now but anyways, if it was a gas-powered car, I'd flip my hood, I'd look under the hood and say, oh, look, it's broken. Then what do I do? My spouse runs out and says, what the heck are you doing? Take it to the shop because I'm not the expert in fixing them. So if technology is something that you just don't understand, that's why I'm here. I help you navigate through that. So the tech myth is almost like a not, not, not a how am I going to do this. It's who am I going to get to help me navigate through this technology, this thing that I don't understand. Just like I didn't build my own website. Why? Because it would probably look like a dog's breakfast. That's why I have someone do that for me. I don't do my own artwork. Why? Because it looks like stick figures. That's why we have someone that does it for us. And those are the five myths that keep people stuck. So if you can navigate through those and then realize that, like we mentioned earlier, AJ, that this is, this is now, this is the now. Yes, there's a future, but this is the now. Think of the auto industry. Uh, I actually just watched a documentary on the Japanese auto industry back in the 1960s and where it was. Look at where it is today. You know, 60, you know, 1960s, 1970s, struggling to break into a North American market. And now they dominate in a market where they couldn't even get into back in the 1960s. So think of yourself in this technology space, in this marketing space, in this, I want to be out there. I want to be seen as the expert. I don't want to have to deal with all the crazy algorithms that some of the social media channels put out there. I want to be seen. I want to, I want to own my own content. That's what a podcast, be it a video or an audio piece, will allow you to do and have some control over it. And at the end of the day, if that also brings you clients because you're putting your face out there, you win every day. Absolutely. You win every day and podcasts will make you win faster, better, and, you know, in the best manner possible with your skills, with your expertise. And you already talked about, about that you should outsource or get the best people to do what they are good at and you do what you are good at. And that is where you talked about podcasting. Yeah. Uh, podcast solutions made simple but tell us in detail like how what can people what is it that you people do at podcast solutions made people made simple how do people uh what do you uh what do you solve problem or in terms of what solutions or what problem do you solve for those people and help us understand your services so that people are able to connect with you Sure, sure, absolutely. I, I work a lot with coaches, consultants, and uh, other subject matter experts, people who speak basically to, to get the word out about what it is that they do, who, who feel they don't have the time, as I already mentioned, or the technical skills that I already mentioned, to be in the podcasting space. We help them get there, number one. Uh, and then we maintain their show for them so they can stay in their zone, in their 
their zone of genius, as has been said, and they they can really focus on their business while we'll while we're helping them be seen as the go-to experts. So we do all the behind-the-scenes things. Quite often, I'll say, if you can crack a microphone and record your content and send it to us, that's all we need because we can take care of everything else behind that. But but we we give people that opportunity to put their content out there and focus let us do let us do the back end work so it's a bit of strategy obviously to make that happen uh the biggest problem we're solving i i think is a lot of people when they come to us they say that in, in a manner of speaking they say what i'm doing isn't working and how we interpret that is they're they're being not seen so they're not seen as the go-to expert or the go-to authority they're actually the invisible expert so we're helping them go from being invisible to visible and the go-to authority by leveling up their credibility and the podcast, uh, be it audio or video or a combination of both, is the tool we're using to help them get there. Right. And how do people connect with you? Yeah, podcastsolutionsmadesimple.com is a great way to connect with us. Uh, and you know what? I love I love chatting with people. I love having virtual coffees to find out more about what they're doing. So I'd love to have a conversation. It's very easy to book on the website. Or, uh, you know, AJ, you can also share the links after today as well. And, and there's, there's great information there too. I also, every now and again, people say, are you a podcaster? Do you have a podcast? Yes, I actually have two of them. Uh, one is Podcast Solutions Made Simple. So it's right after our branding, named right after our branding. And the podcast lives on our website. But then there's my first podcast when I was doing speaker training and just doing speaker training. And that's uh, Speaking of Speaking. And both podcasts are very active if you'd like to learn uh, learn more or just, you know, explore yourself to find out more about me that's a great way too so speaking of speaking is one and podcast solutions made simple two great ways to find me and i'm on social media as well uh, under carl richards absolutely absolutely you have a company which makes you know podcast solutions very simple for people to adopt and in my case you have made it simple to you know for the lot of audience to understand the difficult questions related to podcast podcasting and podcast adoption with this it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us.